All right, everybody, welcome to B.O. Boys for Monday, September 19th. Fuck it, it's a raw feed. We're doing it live. I'm Clayton. Yeah, I'm Pat. And Clayton, we have got a bunch of new movies at the top of the box office. I mean, it's been everyone, including us, have been complaining. There's not enough product out in theaters, not enough product. Well, we got a bunch of new product this weekend, and... uh, and you know what? We're going to talk about how it all shook out. All this new product. Did people want the product? We're about to tell you. So, Clayton, are you ready to give us a plow for the weekend of Friday, September 16th? Oh, yes. Just as we have a new king in real life, we have a new king at the box office. The Woman King with $19 million in its first frame. Number two, Barbarian, $6.3 million, a drop of only 40%, no theater change. It's at $20.9 million in its second weekend of release. Number three, Pearl, made $3.1 million in its first weekend. Number four, See How They Run, made $3.1 million in its first weekend. And number five, Bullet Train. Made $2.5 million, down 24%. It lost 454 theaters. It's at $96.3 million in its seventh weekend. It's creeping up on a little station called $100 million. Mm -hmm. It's a great station to pull into. So, yeah, Bullet Train is at $96 million. And Clayton, you know, before we get into the movies at the top of the box office... There's another movie this weekend that also pulled in 96. And I'm, of course, I'm talking about Confess Fletch starring John Hamm, which made $96,000 at the box Oof. office this weekend. Oof. $96,000. Uh, oh, I'm sorry. It made $96,000. No, no, no. On Friday. Yeah. It ended up uh, okay. with two. $260,000 for its three-day weekend. But confess yeah, eat Fletch, those words, Pat. Eat those uh, words. Yeah, it made $260,000. <laughs> I, I, I can't disrespect this movie. I mean, listen, we kid. We have fun at John Hamm's expense. But confess, Fletch, let's just talk about it real quick before we get into the movies that, that hit this weekend. Confess Fletch, of course, is the reboot of the Chevy Chase Fletch series, you know, big hit movie in the 80s, less of a big hit sequel, and then 30 years of Hollywood trying to reboot this series. That That is, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how many Entertainment Weekly uh, uh, cover stories I read over the years about who's possibly going to be in a new Fletch movie. I mean, everyone from... It was Ryan Reynolds. There was a Kevin Smith, Jason Lee Fletch in the 90s that was supposed to happen. We've had uh, Jason Sudeikis has been tied to pretty much every good-looking, you know, quippy, hot actor of the moment who, who had done any comedy at some point was rumored to take over and do a Fletch movie. John Hamm, they finally made one. And it made $360,000 in its opening weekend. What happened here? Confess. What what happened, Clayton? 
Well, I mean, asking me to confess means that I have something to do with this, and I had nothing to do with this. Mm-hmm. Now, it was only in 516 theaters. Okay. So it's one of those things where it's, this is a Paramount film. Right. Go the whole way or don't right. go at all, right? Like, in the sense of, it sounds like I'm going back on what we always say, which is just put movies in theaters. Mm-hmm. Let them make a little bit of money. Let them make that sort of commercial impact so people will see this on a streamer and want to see it because it was in the theater. This is doing 516 theaters and then PVOD. And it's, we were even confused as to, because I said, you know, we should see this this weekend. And you're like, isn't that streaming on Paramount Plus? Because it makes sense that it would be a day and date on Paramount Plus, not a PVOD play. Right. It just is a confused release scheme. Like, if you're going to do it, either put it out in 2,000 theaters or, you know, put it out. I mean, that's what, actually, there's no other option. Put it out in 2,000 theaters. Right, right, right. I mean, they gave it a Netflix release, which is the worst kind of release. Absolutely yes. no promotion. You know, you're putting it out in a couple hundred theaters and not not in the way that, you know, an A24 movie comes out in limited release and then it's going to platform and get more theaters over the weeks. This is it. Confess Fletch got 500 theaters, got no promotion, and it's not going to help its at-home uh, uh, notoriety because it got no marketing campaign and it's whatever theatrical notices are written about it, it's just about what a historic bomb it was. So you're mm-hmm. not getting the benefit of even something like the invitation, you know, opening to to what? Seven million dollars this past August. And then when Seven, it gets yeah. when it gets to streaming and cable, people will be like, Oh, that movie was definitely in theaters. Confess Fletch. By the time it gets to streaming, people are just going to be confused about what this is. Mm-hmm. And, and it's it's such a strange release for something that was supposedly IP. You know, supposedly IP that Hollywood's been trying to make for 30 years. They made it with a guy who was one of the rumored guys like for the past 10 or 15 years. I mean, I mm-hmm. think that we talked about this a little bit, you know, in the hallway over the weekend, but... John Hamm, if you're going to make a Fletch movie with John Hamm, you needed to make this in 2010 to 2015. You know, coming off you of kinda, Bridesmaids, coming yeah. off of his run on 30 Rock. John Hamm as Fletch feels like such stale bread in 2022. And then, like we also said, and you mentioned before, is like this is, this is not our generation mm-hmm. either. It's so, this is a 50-year-old's, generation of comedy and it's just that those those people are not going to see these kind of movies and especially when they don't know that it exists right 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 exactly fletch they waited so long for the fletch reboot the people who who loved fletch originally they're they're too old to care you know they're that that's a generation that yeah that's 50 to 70 years old and you really got to go out of your way with an Elvis level promotion to get that audience to be aware that a movie is in movie theaters. And obviously, Confess Fletch did not get Elvis level 
promotion. So it's, and, and listen, young people, young people won't go see a Fletch, even no. if you did cast somebody that was in the age range of who they'd be interested in. Like if you cast perhaps Logan or Jake Paul as Fletch, which I think would be a good casting. Still, it right. doesn't matter because Fletch means nothing. Well, I do think a Logan Paul starring Confess Fletch would absolutely have done better than John Hamm as Fletch in 2022. And I'm not saying Logan Paul is a better actor than John Hamm. That's for mm-hmm. critics to decide. That's not for the yeah. B.O. boys to decide. But in terms of just putting butts in seats, in terms of being able to get an audience out, Logan Paul is for sure a bigger draw right now than John Hamm. A Logan Paul mm-hmm. as Fletch, I think he gets his YouTube subscribers, all of his you know online fans. They're going to know about it. If Logan Paul is playing Confess Fletch, people would at least be aware that that's happening yes, in a way that John true. Hamm cannot get people to know about it. And it's not mm-hmm. his fault. I mean, he's the age he is and he's isn't he's he doesn't have a, a YouTube following like Logan or Jake Paul. So it's not John Hamm's fault if the if Paramount isn't going to promote the movie. So talking about promotion. Yes. Can we talk about a movie that was promoted? Mhm. And that promotion paid dividends. Yep. We're talking The Woman King, mm-hmm. $19 million. Now, we're recording this on Sunday. This very well could be at 20 on Monday. It, it very well could be, because it's been going up over the course of the weekend, and the reviews and the audience scores on this movie are great. And this feels to me, and it's funny, we were talking about this a couple episodes ago. It's like, there, there feels to me like there's going to be an after-church crowd. Mm-hmm. That is going to come see the woman king, right? They're going to make sure, you know, listen, they go to church. They they do what they need to do. That's out of the way. They're right with God. They can go straight from the church to the theater, another temple, right? Mm -hmm. And see a hit movie. And I feel like that's going to happen. So I'm going to do, listen, I was low on this movie and I was, you know, reality didn't match up with with, uh, my my um, expectations for reality did not match up with reality is what I'm going to say there. Okay. Which happens sometimes in your life. Which, which happens sometimes. But what I'm going to say is I'm going to say that this is at $20 million on Monday. Okay. I mean, people will be listening to us on Monday. We did record. We're recording on Sunday night where it's it the the uh, declaration from Sony and from the, uh, the numbers, which we're using as 19 million. I mean, I think either way, this is a movie that's coming in above a little above the highest end of the tracking, you know, mm-hmm. it's coming at 19. That's as high as the tracking got. It got as low as like 13 or 14. It's at the high end. And I think this is a testament a to what happens when you put a big movie out in the movie theaters and you promote it. And Sony definitely promoted the woman King and Mm -hmm. it's giving people something they want, which is Viola Davis, who is, you know, an actress who has been famous for a while and has been in a lot of big movies that people loved. And she's an Oscar winner. People know Viola Davis and you're just giving her a kick-ass lead action role. 
you know, and you're giving her some, some, the woman King seems like one of those movies that you're just going to go. People are expecting to go in there and cheer for this famous actor, actress, Viola Davis that they've known and loved for a while. And they get to see her kick some ass in a big studio movie on the big screen. That's the kind of thing that draws audiences out. They just want to see Viola Davis be a woman king. I mean, look at her widow's castmate, Mm -hmm. Liam Neeson. Mm -hmm. The epitome of a dramatic actor Mm -hmm. that pivoted to action. Yep. Now, some would say, you know, he's he's mined that vein for a very long time, maybe Mm -hmm. a little too long because we're looking at his B.O., and it's steady, but it's not really increasing. He's not having those breakout hits that he had at the beginning because no. the novelty is kind of worn off. Yeah, the the the, ta- the Liam Neeson peak of Taken, the Taken movies, uh, you know, the, he's hit his peak, and obviously he's reliable, but at a lower level at this point. Mm-hmm. But if he can do it, why can't Viola Davis? Yes. And she proved it. And when you look at this, the demos for this, mm-hmm. I mean, this is a movie for everybody, definitely, right? This is a movie anybody can see. But the demos it was directly aimed at came out, yep. right? Women, 60%. 58 of those were, 58% were 35 and over, and 39% were 45 and over, which is, listen, the oldsters are going out to see movies. Mm-hmm. And then 59%. Black moviegoers, 19% Caucasian, Latino, Hispanic, 12%, Asian, 10%. So here's the thing. I mean, this movie over-indexed with with black filmgoers, which is great. Yes. Because there's not a lot of stuff out right now directly aimed at them. And they go see movies. Yes. Yes. And you know what's interesting? You bring up Liam Neeson. And yeah, this could be because, again, Viola Davis has definitely been in, you know, and at the top of big hit movies. I would say something like The Help is a blockbuster made 170 domestic where she's one of the top, top people in that movie. You know, things like Suicide Squad, obviously, she is part of an ensemble. That's a DC movie. It's a Will Smith movie, you know, but she's had some big hit movies. This, though, The Woman King could be the start of a run for her in in her, I don't want to say later years, but, you know, she's aged into a situation, like you said, with Liam Neeson, like we saw with Meryl Streep. You know, mm-hmm. where started doing comedies, started doing comedies. And maybe for Viola Davis, you might see this run of sort of big, glossy action movies with her at the lead. But I think sometimes with with actors that have been around for a while that that are Oscar type actors, it takes a while before the audience sees them as big stars. And that could be mm-hmm. what's happening here for Viola Davis with The Woman King is this is the start of her Liam Neeson or her, you know, Meryl Streep uh, run in the 2000s where she's gone from just dramatic actress who critics love, from Oscar winner, from famous actress to butts in the seats movie star. And, you know, one opening weekend doesn't make that, but 
that could be what we're seeing right now is this is going to be a Viola Davis movie star run here. I'm, I mean, it's it could be. And you know what? That's great. It's great for for theaters. It's great in general. Yep. I mean, I, I do wish we had younger stars. Nothing against her. I mean, that's just in general. I just wish we had like a generation of stars that were going to come and take over instead of making the dramatic actors pivot into bigger stars, which I also like to see, but mm-hmm. we need to have both. Yeah, I mean, I think we need to have both. And I think that's just one of the natural progressions is that sometimes these stars, it's the familiarity of them, um, you know, seeing them do good movies for decades. And then finally, the audience says, they're a reason why I'm going to go out and see a movie. You know, Mm -hmm. they're not just icing on the cake or they're not just someone whose work I respect now they become a full-on draw. So I think we're seeing that. I think that is a big part of The Woman King is Viola Davis is cresting into that spot as just a, you know, uh, uh, someone who people have come to love over the last 10, 15 years, and now she's a full-on action star. And again, they promoted this movie. It's a studio movie that looked like a big action movie that got treated like a big release. And then you get the results when a studio does that instead of just dumping something into a handful of theaters and doing day and date on a streamer. But here's the other thing. This is not just a product of hype because Mm -hmm. it's got an A plus cinema score. Yeah. And 95% positive on com score. Mm hmm. Uh, at the post track, which is basically asking, did you like this yeah. afterwards? Would you recommend it? All those things. And A plus, they're hard to come by. Yes. Right? And I do think, though, that this will help this movie even more so to get people that maybe normally wouldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Just like an F, like an F cinema score. We'll do the same thing right, right. Uh, in smaller numbers. Right. Because that's more like people who want to stop and look at a car crash. Right. You don't, you don't want to get those B minus cinema scores. That's the worst. No. No. B minus is bad. D is even worse. Like, Mac, the, uh, what is that? Mac and Rita. What was that movie that got yeah, the Mac D? Yeah, Mac and Rita. Yeah. You want, you want to get either get an F to get the looky-loos or you want to get the A plus that the woman king got, which means people are loving it and they're telling everyone to go see it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, so that's the thing. And I think this is this bodes well for this film to not only hold well, but continue to rake in the dough for weeks to come. Yeah. And listen, it's also a great title. I mean, it's yeah. on a simple, the most simplistic level, the woman king. It's a pretty badass title. It fits in right now with a lot of the things people are talking about. You got uh, the Queen Elizabeth funeral procession continues. They're dragging the body all over the UK, which is getting great TV ratings, getting a lot of clicks on the internet. So people are talking about women queens, women kings, new king. Though All those words are just in the zeitgeist. And mm-hmm. then you put them in that combo, the woman king. It's like you took the biggest buzzwords on on google searches 
and you 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 got a movie title out of it. And then it's a, people, it wasn't even the plan. They just lucked into it, which is great. People are Googling the king, the new king. Yeah. Uh, and, and and the new king. And, and what they're getting is, did you mean woman king? Right, 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 right. They're getting right. pictures of Viola Davis, uh, like, screaming and about to run into battle. Right, right. Not Prince Charles. Right. Or King Charles or whatever. Like, those are those are deep down at the bottom of the Google image search. Right. And if you're getting both of those side by side, you know, you're getting your picture of King Charles struggling to sign a document, just always like sneering at people, his, his, mm-hmm. his wooden teeth falling out, whatever he's got going on. You're getting those pictures. And then next to it, you're just getting a picture of the Woman King poster. You're going to say... Forget this King Charles with the wooden teeth and he he's so frail. I want to go see this Woman King movie. Yeah. Where are those eyeballs heading? They exactly. surely are not heading towards Charles. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking, so it's a, it's a great comparison. Yeah. So great on the Woman King. And and thank you, Prince Charles, for being such a, 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 a patsy, you know, to compare to, uh, to the Woman King. Yeah. Such a lump. Yeah. Now, speaking of eyes being drawn to something. Okay. Number two, Barbarian. Wow. Dropped only 40%. Now, listen, 40%, people are like, well, that's still kind of high. I mean, it's almost 50%. It's not almost 50%. Not it's 10% close. away from 50%. It's not even close. Why would you even think that? That's such mm-hmm. a stupid thought to have. Okay? No, I don't have that thought. But this is a horror movie. Remember, this is a horror movie. Yep. And horror movies are front-loaded, and they plummet. Even yep. the biggest horror movie hits. Yep. Right now, something like Get Out, which is this, this is being compared to only because of the fact that the director and writer of this pretty spectacular film mm-hmm. came from the world of comedy. Yep. And so that's the only reason why those two can be equated. Because let's 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 get the facts straight. I mean, Get Out is was a phenomenon. It was a huge benchmark type of film. Barbarian is a smaller film, but it is a film that's announcing the arrival of a great talent. Yes, 100%. And that word of mouth is getting around. I mean, I just today Mm -hmm. was at a place of employment. Okay. And there was somebody at that place of employment who also was employed there. Okay, interesting. And they asked me, did you see Barbarian? Wow. And I said, of course I saw a barbarian, huh? Huh? And they said, what did you think? And I said, go see it. Wow. And they said, I wanted to, and I'm getting around to it. I was like, shut up. Right. Go see that film. Right, right, right. I mean, do your job first is what you should have told them. Do your job Finish and your, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finish, Finish your, your work. work. Yeah. Then when it's your free time. Yeah. Right? Right. Then go see Barbarian. Yes. That's good advice. Finish your work and then go see Barbarian. Honestly, that is what I would tell anyone. Mm-hmm. Is finish your work, uh, of course. But the second you have finished your work, go see Barbarian. I mean, this is a movie that is just getting great word of mouth. We talked about it on our 
fall preview episode with Jeff Bach, the supersized double issue came out at the end of last week, how we saw Barbarian together last week. And we both loved it. We both couldn't recommend it enough. We weren't even planning on seeing it that night. Of course, famously, we were going to see a Clerks 3 Fathom event and they sent their they sent a, a, a broken hard drive. A corrupted Clerks, file. A corrupted file of Clerks 3. The Fathom event was canceled. And so we jumped on our AMCA list, saw Barbarian. Thank God we did. Because mm-hmm. we would have been in the papers the next day. We we were angry. <laughs> and but, I also told this I also told told this person at a place of employment. See it with a crowd. Yes. Because you will enjoy the ride. This is a, and not a ride in the way that Scorsese says that Marvel movies are a ride. No, no. This is a journey. This is something that you want to have uh, compatriots with with you. Yes. On. Yes. Yeah. And I and I do think that he's going to take that advice, obviously, because he knows I'm the movie guy. I mean, I'm the B.O. boy. He knows this. So he right, knows right. who to the, ask. The word is see. around at this place of employment. So, yeah. I mean, this drop, 40% is a great drop. Like you said, it's a great drop because anything that opens number one usually drops 50 to 60% in its second weekend. Anything that is a horror movie usually drops significantly above that average drop. Horror movies, like you said, are super front-loaded. And this beat both of those uh, expectations. A 40% drop means people really love it. It made $6.3 million, So it is now up to... Just about 21 million domestic, 20.9 mm-hmm. million. This movie reportedly all in cost about $3 million. So, oh my goodness. It is pure profit. And, you know, it's a 20th Century Fox release. They did some amount of promotion for it, but not a crazy amount. You know, like basically the promotion for this movie was telling people don't talk about the movie. Mm hmm. Um, so this has got to be such an incredibly profitable movie. And at this point, $21 million after a second weekend, I think we're looking at a movie with this kind of word of mouth that has a legitimate shot of hitting maybe 40 million when it's done. I mean, mm-hmm. I think next weekend's going to be big, but it's hard to put a ceiling on a movie like this where, the the hold is so great and the word of mouth is so strong because this is the type of movie that could have an even smaller drop next weekend because I think more people are aware of it now than there were a week ago. Mm-hmm. And in a in, in a week or two, maybe three or four weeks, it could tick up. You know, well, we I mean see- that's a th- we could yeah. see a weekend where it was at four and now it's at 4.5 or five, you know? Well, I mean, we're sitting here today. It's what? Sunday night, September 18th, Monday, the 19th. When people listen to this, we're only a couple of weeks away from October. You know, October mm, yes. is the month of Halloween and horror you know, it, it plays really well the closer you get to Halloween, but pretty much from October on, people love seeing scary movies. Yeah. And I think if Barbarian continues to hold for the next two weekends and then it's still going strong heading into Shocktober, that's when we're really going to possibly see some really incredible holds for a movie like Barbarian. Because, because I, the, 
there's some yeah. good stuff on the horror front coming out in October. I mean, that movie Smile, I think, mm-hmm. is looking pretty strong. Uh, what is it? Pray for the Devil looks interesting. I've seen that trailer. We're both a little low on Halloween ends right now, but that's still going to be big. But mm-hmm. I think Barbarian, if it if it goes strong for the next two weeks, could get some nice October bumps. Yeah, I totally agree. Let's let's quickly then talk number three, which is also a horror movie. Okay, and it's the it's the second in a series of three films. Okay, as of now, that Ty West is doing that are all tied together. The first one was X. This is Pearl, which is a prequel. Okay. Came in at number three mm-hmm. with three point one million dollars. Now it was only it only made twenty four thousand dollars more than See How They Run. Okay. So this was tight. This was yeah. tight, and on Monday things could be different. But right yeah, now, Pearl, Pearl is, is right number now. three. Yeah. And listen, three point one million dollars is not world beating. It's fine. The hardcores who loved X came out to see this movie. Yep. And like we said, this is a movie that people are going to say, I saw that I saw that was in theaters. I saw a poster when I went to see The Woman King. Now it's on my streamer. I'm going to watch this movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, the story with this again is this is very low budget. I mean, Super X low came budget. out just this past March. It opened to 4.2 million, legged out to 11.7 million, and reportedly the the budget for X was like two million dollars, somewhere mm-hmm. around there, and then promotion, but two million dollars or so. And this new movie Pearl was filmed secretly at the same time, you know, because it's the same lead actress Mia Goth, and Ty West basically filmed the movies back to back. People didn't know that was happening. I mean, I'm sure it's some a- people knew. I I, I yeah. feel like the studio. And the cameramen and, you know, the boom operators, they knew, but, you know, uh, the the media outlets didn't really know that was happening. So you would it's think- It's a Blubberella that, situation. Yes. It's a blub- Ty West did a Blubberella situation here, filmed a secret movie on the side of a different movie. And so you would think that if the budget for X was around $2 million or so- then the secret movie that he blubberellied on the side, Pearl, probably was less. that was even less that amount or less. So uh, Pearl opening up to what did you say? Did three point one million dollars this weekend? Mm-hmm. It'll probably make double that or so in the end. It'll get to six to ten million dollars. I mean, it's going to be uh, financially successful, but. I think, you know, and I saw some some people on box office Twitter talking about, oh, they they should have they should have waited another year to put Pearl out. They shouldn't have put it out in the same year that X came out. I disagree because the whole point of Pearl is the stunt of it. It is capitalizing on the fact that we just saw X and it's insane that this prequel is coming out 6 months later. You know, that that's the it's the stunt because they're not gonna spend A twenty four isn't spending a ton of movie to market this. The story of the production is the marketing of this movie. You know, and yeah, I and I think that the other piece of this, because like you said, it might be a trilogy. The the rumor is that he's gonna do a sequel to X, 
with well, that's already version. there's a teaser for it already. There's uh, amazing. So th- I think that movie is going to come out six to ten months from now because the end game of this Ty West trilogy is having all three movies out, and then you could do, you know, specialty runs at theaters with all three. Having the DVD collection, I know it's crazy in 2022 to talk about DVDs, but go ask Kevin Smith. Sells a lot of DVDs, a lot of Blu-rays. This is the type of film series that you just get it out there quickly, and then you make a buttload of money packaging it up on iTunes, on Amazon, on your Blu-ray collections. That's where the money is with this movie. Absolutely. And A24 has a cachet in its own right. So it's one of those things where it's under the A24 umbrella. So it's going to have an afterlife in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. I I think it is the, the, the stuntiness of doing the prequel six months later, doing the sequel probably six months after that. That is the draw here. And this movie making 3.1 million in its opening weekend for a movie with no real big stars barely any advertising. It's a huge win. The stunt has paid off with these Ty West movies. Yeah, I agree. I, I have somebody screaming outside my window, so that's why I, I'm, I'm having to mute my microphone. Got it, got it. Okay, so listen, um, it's, it's an exciting weekend at the box office. I get it. People are screaming in the streets. Woman King, Pearl. Uh, hopefully that person screaming out your window isn't screaming about Confess Fletch, because that, that no. would be, that's not worth screaming about. $360,000 to the opening weekend, not worth screaming about. So can you talk a little bit about, a little bit about our number four film this weekend? See how they run, which made $3.1 million. Yes. So I did see this film, me and my wife. We went to go see it Friday night at a Nighthawk, which is, of course, people know uh, for Coastal Elites, very, very beautiful theater here in New York City. We went to go see it at our local Nighthawk and really enjoyed this movie. It's it's Shorsha Ronan, Sam Rockwell. It's a British mystery comedy movie. It's a murder takes place during a 1950s theater production of The Mousetrap. There, there's your setup for the movie. And it was a fun, you know, uh, light comedy night out at the movies made 3.1 million. And I think the, and this is something that Anthony D'Alessandro mentions deadline article. The victory of this movie is just that it came out in theaters rather than going straight to Hulu. And this was another one. Listen, it's not barbarian where I'm like, you got to go see it with a crowd, but this was a fun movie to see with a crowd, you know, saw it in Brooklyn and all the people in Brooklyn, we were all laughing at the light British comedy that we were all experiencing together. It's a fun movie to just see with other people. And it's, I think this movie, the fact that it got, unlike Confess Fletch, it's getting an actual theatrical release. It got released in 2,400 theaters. Will make this movie more valuable once it eventually does go to streaming. If it ends up on tbs and tnt someday people are going back oh i remember seeing that on the marquee of a movie theater that's a real movie you know it's it's to me something like see how they run is going to be much more in the zeitgeist in the years ahead because it got this actual theatrical release 
and it's and it's great for Shorsha Ronan, who she shouldn't be doing streaming movies. She's a she's a yeah. theatrical movie star. You know, she she. she Someone like her, I don't want to see Shore Sharon and be relegated to, to Hulu. This movie would have disappeared on Hulu. Well, now, speaking of a film, because we're, we're going to go. Yeah. Um, but speaking of a film that not would I don't think would have disappeared on the streamer, but definitely wouldn't have had the cultural cachet mm. if it wasn't released in theaters. But now it's going to be. Oh, this is so such great Magic news. Mike 3. Magic yes. Mike's Last Dance. Oh, it's it's coming to theaters, everyone. So this was a movie, Magic Mike's Last Dance, the third in the trilogy, was supposed to, when it was announced, supposed to be an HBO Max original movie. It, that's what it was being made for. And, you know, we've talked about it on this show, and, and David Zaslav, listen, there's a lot wrong with the, the way he's been handling things, but... We have talked about that there is a glimmer of positivity to get out of some of the things we've heard about David Zasloff, Warner Brothers. And part of that is they want theatrical to be special. They want big movies on theatrical. And they don't want to spend big money to just put things on movies on television. And I think what happened here is they looked at this Magic Mike project. They looked at how the first two movies were outright theatrical hits. The first one was a blockbuster. The sequel did really well, made, what, $70 million domestic. And, and they looked at it and they said, why are we putting this on HBO instead of theaters? I mean, Channing Tatum just had such a great year. He had the dog run. He had the Lost City, two big box office hits. He's clearly a butts-in-the-seats movie star. This is his signature character. And so... Warner Brothers Discovery made the announcement over the weekend that it's getting a release in theaters, full theatrical, Friday, February 10th, 2023, which is basically almost a year to the day after Channing Tatum opened up Dog to, what, 16 million domestic. So, I mean, this is great news, everyone. This is, this is like opening a present on Christmas Day, Magic Mike's last dance going to theaters. And I think Magic Mike, the second one, it, it kind of underperformed a little bit at the theaters. Uh, uh, what was it? Double XL or whatever. It underperformed compared to how much the first one crazily overperformed. Yeah. But my thought here is that it, it's, I mean, it didn't bomb the way like Scream 4 bomb, but I do think there was a Scream 4 situation there where it fell at a weird time for people to be like into seeing that cast again. I think see them see people are going to be very excited to see this cast now with the age that people have aged into along with Channing Tatum. Do you know what I mean? I do think this is the right time to be releasing a, another Magic Mike movie. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, Channing Tatum had a giant 2022, got fully reaffirmed as a movie star with Dog and The Lost City. And... And I think that, yeah, you're right. I mean, listen, I Magic Mike XL in 2015 made 66 domestic. I think that is a hit, but obviously a, a drop from the first one. But yeah, I think now there is a nostalgia factor to these movies, mm-hmm. you know, but it's, it's, a, it's the right spot because you don't want Magic Mike part three 
20 years from now. You don't want no, that no, much no. nostalgia because you want all these guys to still be at their peak. You want Joe Mangiello and Channing Tatum and Kevin Nash and, and, and all the studs to be still in their prime. Yeah, but, this isn't a before trilogy situation. No, no. You you want this isn't these, seven up. No, you want all these guys to be in their prime, but there's a little bit of nostalgia. It's it's I think you're right. I think yeah. it's the perfect amount of time where you get some nostalgia, but they're still in their beefcake prime. And I mean, listen, just anecdotally, I gotta say, the second this announcement went out, I have already been hearing from people in my life who are circling that that date in their calendar that if tickets were on sale today tickets would already be bought for this movie the chum is in the water oh the chum is in the water and the sharks are just waiting for the go-ahead to to start swimming and listen my wife she's already putting together a full-on outing Mm -hmm. on another coast for people to go see this movie we are already making travel plans for a big outing to see Magic Mike's Last Dance opening night in movie theaters with multiple people, a huge crowd. So you're booking plane tickets and movie tickets. That yes. should be added in. That should be added in somewhere. Like we always talk about all these different things you need to add into mm-hmm. to uh, what makes a movie a hit, right? Like, right. Uh, especially theatrically, like how how many concessions does it sell? But yeah. like travel. How much you're paying for travel, mileage, things yeah. like that are important. How far do you go to see this movie? Yeah, Magic. Listen, Magic Mike's Last Dance should be getting uh, uh, money from our plane tickets. It should be getting credit for that on Delta. I mean, mm-hmm. and hey, if they worked out some kind of deal where I could order a bucket of popcorn on the plane on the way to see this movie, hey, we might do it. We're, we're looking to get into the spirit for this movie I mean, I've heard from uh, a, a wannabe old girl who I talked to this weekend, a listener of the show, a super fan, and this person has not seen a movie in the movie theaters. She's had other stuff to do. She's not seen a movie in the movie theaters for almost two years. And this wannabe old girl today said that Magic Mike's Last Dance, unless something, you know, she sees something else in the next couple of months, but she probably won't. Magic Mike's Last Dance will be her first movie in the movie theater in about two plus three years, whatever it's been. That wow. is, this is drawing out the the final remaining holdouts of people who haven't gone back to the theater. Magic Mike's Last Dance is doing that. It is that level of event. So she could she could be when this movie comes out, God willing, mm-hmm. sitting in the theater. Eating popcorn out of a limited edition commemorative G-string. Yes, yes, yes. And that'll be her first time back in the theater. And what a way to go back. What a way to go I mean, it's a bucket of popcorn with a G-string on the bucket. Let's be, you know, frank. I mean, you can't carry a lot of popcorn in a G-string. No, no. You have to move the G-string out of the way to to eat it, Mm -hmm. for sure. Oh, so the G-string's on upside. So... You're thinking the string is over the top, not yeah. on the you bottom. You have to move it out of the way, yeah. Or you not. know, I mean, that's listen, way better. No, you could eat around it. You could eat. You could eat around it. You could eat around it. Yeah, yeah. And your your imagine your your image of it is better than mine was. Yeah, no, it's got to be at the top. It's, it's got to be, be the, the most prominent part of the popcorn bucket. Uh, yeah. But yeah, so you got to I mean, lead with the g string. 
so I am already hearing from people in my life, from uh, uh, wannabe old boys, wannabe old girls, wannabe old people, people who are just over the moon for this news, who are would buy tickets to this movie today if 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 uh, the theaters and Fandango and and, and the AMC apps would allow it. So th- this movie is going to be gigantic. Yeah, and it's going theatrical. And yeah. you know, Zaslav's doing that with House Party. Yeah, he's doing that with other stuff too. The so Evil I Dead mean, sequel, Evil Dead sequel. Listen, he's like he knows. He's li- he listens. He listened to us. He said, yeah. "Give me the reins of this company. I have the information. I yeah. have the tools. Right. I listen to the Bo Boys." Right. Right. Right, it's becoming. It's starting to feel more and more like David Zaslav does listen to the Bo Boys. Yep, you know, and he was like half the slate, straight in the trash. The rest going to theatrical. Going to theatrical. Don't don't make big budget TV movies. You know, we've said it before. Television movies are don't make Dark Angel. Yeah, and and it's when you make your quickie Amy Fisher biopics. That's a TV movie. Or when mm-hmm. Al Pacino wants to play, you know, uh, a scandalous old guy, th- that that's a TV movie, you know, yes. or your missing kid of the week movie, or your th- that's a TV movie. But if you're going to spend more than that, spend more than the Amy Fisher biopic budget, just spend a little, spend more and make it a full on theatrical movie. Magic yes. Mike Three, that's not a TV movie. That is a theatrical blockbuster. Nice. Well, Pat, I think we did it. Oh, yeah. We've definitely uh, done where, it. Where can they find us, Pat? Email us at the Podcast at gmail.com. Let us know if you've seen any of these new releases this weekend. Were you one of the people? Did you, did you put money towards the $360,000 that John Hamm's Confessed Fletch made this weekend? If so... Email us. I, I'd love to hear about what that experience was like. You know, how mm-hmm. did you find this theater that was showing Confess Fletch? Let us know at the BO Boys Podcast at gmail.com. Well, Pat, I don't think there's anything left to say. No. Except until next time. We'll, we'll smell, smell you. you.